You're a fucking liberal piece of shit. The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Thalamore. Of I Doubt It with Dollamore. I am your host, Jesse Dollamore, and I'm joined today by the lovely, the talented, the loyal, the punctual, the beautiful, the scholarly Brittany Page. Why are you trying to inflate our show numbers? <laughs> Why are deflate. you trying to... trying to deflate them? I said it was the 80th. Oh, I thought you were going to say 800. No, it is not 800. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is definitely not. 800. Who knows if that will happen. 480 episodes, numbered episodes. Mm-hmm. So we're well into the 500 territory when you uh, when you add in uh, bonus episodes, which yeah, think, have been like 70 or 71. Yeah, I think that we're past our trial period now. I think we're going to keep doing this. Do you, do, you, do you think that we're podcasters? Um, like, is that a... Is that an accurate representation of uh, who and who we are and what we do? I don't know. That's a good question. The reason I ask is because I still, like, I'm just fucking real close to 100,000 subscribers on YouTube, mm-hmm. and I still feel uncomfortable referring to myself as a YouTuber. Well, I think that you might be a YouTuber because you, you get messages from people demanding that you explain yourself. <laughs> And like, I, I think that's, are you, are that's talking, next level. Are you talking about the guy who's chiding me about being a Marine? Yeah, he has sent several messages wanting you to explain yourself to yeah, him. Yeah. And this is something that's unique about the internet where because people feel that because they listen to you or they watch you, yeah, that you owe them something. You owe them an explanation. Like you have entered into an intimate contract <laughs> Because they watched one of your videos. Yeah, yeah. And now they're demanding that you explain yourself to them. You give yeah. them the time of day. Especially this ding dong who it's like a, a stolen valor accusation or something. Yes. Okay. So he writes, I am still waiting for you to tell this veteran why you call yourself a former Marine. I repeat, <laughs> my close friend. Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> <laughs> this is written. It is written. I repeat. Yes. Well, I'm adding that emphasis. Yeah. Yeah, but he wrote, I repeat. Yes. Yeah. I'm assuming that that's how he wants it read. I'm trying to do my best reading it in the way (laughs) that I feel he would want it. What's this guy's name again? Um, I don't think he gives. Oh, David. David. Yes, David. Um, I repeat, my close friend, Rob, I won't give the last name even though he does, a Marine said those that call themselves former Marines were actually thrown out of the Corps. And <laughs> and therefore, two words, have not earned the title of Marine. He's capitalizing things like Donald Trump. He capitalized title. Not a shocker. Um, of capitalized Marine. Well, Marine is capitalized. Marines, like in, in official correspondence, it's written into whatever the books are that are regulations for right. how correspondence is done. Mm-hmm. The word Marine is capitalized. Would the phrase title of Marine no. be capital? Okay. No, no. Is this true? I mean, I saw you heroic basic training photo capitalized in the fake blue costume. Mm, I don't I don't have uh, my boot camp picture. I don't even know where it is. So I think that the picture he's talking about. Uh, I was a corporal, I think, in mm-hmm. that picture. So that definitely wasn't a fucking a boot camp picture. Then he says, parenthetically, Rob explained it to me. Mm, so apparently Rob. he found this photo and he took it to Rob, mm-hmm. the expert Rob. Right, yeah. And said, hey, Rob, look at this photo of Jesse D. Is this fake? And he and Rob was like, yeah, I'm an expert and it's fake. <laughs> okay. He's in a costume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So help me out here, David says. And please be honest with your fans, apostrophe S. Mm. What was your... He's, he's a fan. What was your plato- platoon number? 
even I remember my army basic training assignment, first squad, fourth platoon, D10, 12, Ugh. just anyway. asking, I remember every detail 50 years later. Mm. Are you hiding something? Yes. Like your failure? Oh, yes. David. Um, well, David, actually for the rest of the audience, because I don't think this- Yeah, di- David doesn't listen to the show. I don't think show. this fucking moron listens to the show. He does not listen to the show. Um, I do remember my platoon. It was 1086. I was in Delta Company in boot camp. Uh, however, I spent enough time in the Marine Corps, years in fact, mm-hmm. that uh, boot camp doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter? Yeah. I think my time with 2nd Tank Battalion is mm-hmm. more important. My my time with 2nd Battalion, 2nd Marine Regiment is more important than, boo, than boot camp, than my 13 weeks in boot camp. Yeah. I don't, fucking shit for brains. I, here's I don't the know other what thing. any of that means, but... So here's the other thing. Related to the former Marine, I was always... In the Marine Corps, we, we, we were brought up being saying that... Because it's common to say ex-Marine. Yes. People say that. And it, it, former Marine was appropriate because mm-hmm. you're not... You're never an ex-Marine. You're a former Marine. Well, now the, the nomenclature's kind of changed. Mm-hmm. Shifted to, I'm a Marine, but I'm not an active duty Marine. So... Right. I don't use I don't use the phrase former Marine very much anymore. What I say is I'm a I'm a United States Marine Corps veteran. Mm. But still I'm a former Marine. Come on, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I I I always heard that ex-Marine was not what you're supposed to yeah, say. Yeah, because you're an ex-con, you're an ex-wife, you're Like it has a negative yeah. connotation. Yeah, I'm yeah. wondering if you can be an ex-Marine if you got in trouble and you got kicked out. Would that be yeah, an ex-Marine? Maybe. Okay, so there's a negative connotation surrounding that. And David seems to believe that former Marine also has a negative yeah, connotation. Yeah. Like you failed. <laughs> right, right. Uh, I, I, let me say this. and I'm Although not, he, not like I'm defending myself here because well, I don't need to fucking answer this dick face. Well, I want to say first that he's contradicting himself when he says his expert buddy Rob is saying that it's a fake costume implying that you were never a Marine. Right, right. But then he's saying that you're trying to hide your failure. So like, which is it, David? I would yeah. like some more information um, i'm kidding I, I, I was uh, i was uh i was an exemplary marine i did very very well i mm-hmm. pro- i got promoted quickly uh my my marks you know my my uh disciplinary whatever the pro and cons your 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 um the the metrics by which they decide whether they're going to promote you or how good you are they mm-hmm. were always like four eight four nine mm-hmm. marines will know what i'm talking about i was I, I did a, I was a weirdo. Yeah. Marine. <laughs> I spent exorbitant amounts of time mm-hmm. making sure that when we were in garrison, when we were um, not in the field training, that my camis and my, my uniforms were like insane. Yeah. Like I went out and bought this. There's like Elmer's glue that's like blue, light mm-hmm. blue. Mm-hmm. And I would infuse that into the creases of my I mean get the fuck out of here yes with this nonsense yes um I mean I am but thanks for listening David we appreciate it very much I'm starting <laughs> to be convinced but I'm not totally <laughs> convinced so <laughs> right. I'm gonna need some references well you actually. also have seen you you have been uh-huh. you happen to <laughs> a couple of times been in in the living room yes where there are pictures of my unit and well no i listen here's here's what really gives it away is being around you when you're with other marine corps veterans and listening to you talk to them it becomes i can't understand any of the conversation i mean it's just you guys start talking about things and yeah, you're yeah, all yeah. in it and you're like reliving the experience and it's so exciting and how dare you are you shitting on it no i mean it's great it's just i kind of stand there like uh-huh, i don't know what any of these words <laughs> well, mean and a, i don't com- know it's a completely different world like yeah pro and cons that's not like pro and con that's proficiency and conduct yeah that that's the anyway i'm not going to get into it but uh I face this all the time on on YouTube that I'm stolen stolen valor. That's something that's just recently started coming up because of dingleberries like this. David, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to withhold his last name because that's the respectful thing to do because he's just a dumb guy. Well, I I think it's interesting, and I don't know what what motivates it. I wonder if it is possibly that they can't believe that that someone who served is 
liberal in their orientation or what might be motivating the questioning of your service or even if it's a vulnerability in some people who feel like they should have served and they didn't and they feel bad about that because they have this deep reverence for the military and they wish they could have been a part of it but they didn't and maybe it's some of that I I don't know yeah I I think that's that's probably uh accurate on on all those counts to a degree I think it's people find it odd that um that I'm not a simple-minded you know what I mean everything's not black and white there's nuance in the world and I uh, you know, I, I I look at it that way. I, I don't know. Well, and I think it's interesting that people would assume everyone in the military or the majority of people in the military think a certain way. I'm well, assuming that there I mean. is I, some... He's assuming that all jarheads, all devil dogs are, oorah, everything's great, the flag, freedom, blah, mm-hmm. and when, come on. Well, and I'm assuming there has to be some variation there. I, I mean, probably... The majority might be leaning toward the right. Um, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, but I'm sure that there is variation in that, and even how conser- how conservative people are, and how moderate they might be in their views. There, there has to be variation there. I don't know the probably, stats on that. I believe probably more within the officer corps. Mm. I was not an officer. I was an enlisted marine, but mm-hmm. um, more among probably the more educated. Uh, Service members. Yeah. Well, hopefully David feels like he got the answer that he needed and he will stop writing to us because I am sick of seeing the emails. M- maybe we should just reply to the email and say, <laughs> hey, fuck bag. I, we, we address your concerns earnestly and respectfully. That is aggressive. <laughs> that is aggressive. Well, what am I supposed to say? If you're, if you're, you're making an accusation, am I, oh, no, I understand. oh yes, sir. Let me, yeah. mm, let me, uh, I'm going to. I'm going to take a lot of time, and we just did take a lot of time, but... Yeah. Well, you get the question a lot. You get it's your not answer, but yeah. with your answer, I'm going to pepper in some insults and fuck you. How about that? Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And I, I don't want to make it look like you you know, don't want to explain things to people or you don't feel like you need to explain yourself, but there is this weird thing that happens where people um, start to behave as though you're not like a regular person and yeah you know like they kind of have that distance almost like with a celebrity you know i i don't know if i want to go that far with it but it almost it's it's kind of like that where you yeah i think it is kind of like that you see a troll write something on um like Kristen bell i don't know why i chose her but um maybe writing a comment on her photo and saying something negative about her and then she responds to it and you're like, oh, shit, this is actually a person yeah, who yeah. reads comments. I think a lot of people just assume that because you're behind a screen, you're not real or something. Um, and I don't know. I think there might be something to that. Yeah, I'm, uh, I've got a thick enough skin that this kind of shit doesn't, it doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Being called fat or fucking whatever. Mm-hmm. I I take a lot of solace in the fact that if we were face to face. Yes. And there, you know, this little, this little wormy guy here, or maybe not this guy, but another, anybody, mm-hmm. they're face to face with six foot three, 260 pounds of Jesse D. They're going to calm down with the, with the, the the insane, super aggressive insults. You know what I mean? I think they'd they'd be a little bit more uh, metered in mm-hmm. their language. Yeah, well, I don't even think you need to be a big person in order to have that be the case. It helps. Yeah, I think, but I think most people, it's the anonymity aspect where they just don't think that anything's going to happen. It doesn't matter. And they can send off the tweet, no consequence. Yeah. Uh, whereas if you were to be face-to-face with someone, you're much less likely to call them a dumb bitch or something. Yeah, right? sure, sure. <laughs> um, so I think being face-to-face, no matter what, can decrease some of the vitriol that we well, see that's online. that's where, you know, a lot of the... Um, when we have conversations like that, I, I always... There, there still is that portion of me, because I'll never probably lose it, but I work every day, not like it's always on my mind, but... At the end of every every week or month, you know, I hope to have grown and and shed some of the vestiges of 
of what is now, you know, there's a word for it. It's toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. I hope to to have done a good job of getting rid of some of that because a physical answer to an insult is uh, what is it helping? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I didn't used to think that at all. I used to be, no, they've got to answer for their transgression. You know, who the fuck am I to make them answer for their transgression? As long as they didn't physically harm someone. You, mm-hmm. yeah. So I don't know. Um, I'm constantly growing, Brittany Page. Yeah. Well, and that relates to the Gillette commercial. Which um, we're going to get to. Yeah, and we're going to talk about that. But first, I think we need to address the very important controversy that resulted from the previous episode, which was your uh, fake news regarding the <laughs> Spider-Man movie. Hey, guys, this is Chris from Tennessee. I'm calling to complain that Jesse did not know that in 2011, after Peter Parker died, they replaced him with Miles Morales as a new Spider-Man. I mean, how could you? I'm just kidding. I don't care. Either way, <laughs> I love the show. Bye. Hey, can we just say spoiler alert? Yes, exactly. Uh, Peter Parker died? Yes. And I'm not being shitty. I didn't know that. Yeah. When did Peter Parker die? I don't know. Apparently 20, 2011. But yeah. um, mm-hmm. this got a lot of action in the listener group, for one. Yep. Um, And I don't even know how we got on the Spider-Man thing. What was it? Oh, because we were talking about Walter's gifts and the superhero movies. Yes. And I said I haven't watched this superhero or a Spider-Man movie since the Tobey Maguire stuff. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, come on, man. If I see, if I see a screen grab... Mm-hmm. Of a black kid, mm-hmm. and apparently I was wrong, even wrong about that. He's half Hispanic, half black. So, like, I'm supposed to discern that. Okay. Uh, if I see a black kid in a Spider-Man costume, mm-hmm. why would I know that Peter Parker died? Oh, hey, that's Miles. Yeah, oh, that's <laughs> mine. That must be another character. I don't. With all of the talk about mm-hmm. <laughs> James Bond possibly being cast, um, Idris Elba. Or, or Idris Elba, right? I, I'm like, yeah, fucking right on. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Make a good movie. It's a good character. If I can write, I assumed it was one of those deals, right? But apparently, um, I disappointed a lot of people. We also disappointed Nick from Long Island because he sent a message in. Jesse, I'm a superhero comic book nerd, and I had to correct you after listening to you say that Peter <laughs> Parker is black in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. That's Miles Morales, I'm assuming is, is how you say that, created in 2011 by Brian Michael Bendis and Sarah Pichelli. He is half African-American, half Latino, and and took over the mantle of Spider-Man after his universes, the Ultimate Universe, a.k.a. Universe 1610, Peter Parker died and was publicly unmasked in front of the whole world. He is a great character, (laughs) and the movie did him so much justice. I know it's not your kind of movie, but this is my area of expertise. And then he linked uh, to more info in case we were interested and said, thanks, guys. And Brittany is definitely the best part. Nick from Long Island. Love the show, Brittany's the best part. Uh, well, and I'm not shitting on it. I think it's funny. Uh, it's funny that this is, you know, in movie stuff, it, people are super into this stuff. It, it's kind of like like wrestling. Mm-hmm. I I don't get wrestling. Like, mm-hmm. you know, WWE now, right? Not WWE. Yeah, because that's the World Wildlife Federation now. Um, I don't give a fuck about wrestling. Mm-hmm. I think it's goofy, but I don't think people who like it are goofy or shitty because there's all kinds of shit that I'm super into that people aren't into. Mm -hmm. That's another way that I've matured. Mm -hmm. I don't think you're weirdos if you like wrestling. And that's probably just come around the last five years or so. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. So I just, I'm not into the, uh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Great. You hate facts is what you're saying. I I just fucking hate facts. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, everybody out there, calm down. I don't hate superhero movies. I don't hate Spider-Man. I don't hate you if you like Spider-Man. I'm just it's not my uh I don't even dislike it. Mhm. Just when spending $15 a ticket on a fucking to go to the movies, I'd rather go to to Stan and Ollie like we did the other night. Yeah. You know, something like that. For sure. Yeah, if that's not your thing. I don't feel attacked. Everyone has different 
opinions. The other thing we talked about, or we read a message from Jen from Long Beach last week, and there was a phrase that she used or a word that she used in it that at the time, I don't think either one of us knew. And she called back because I think she sensed our not understanding of it, our ignorance of it. I was actually going to ask you, did we explicitly say, I don't know what that means? Because I know when I read it, I did read it with like, I don't know what that means. Yeah, I think there was a slight pause. So Jen just knows us really well and was like, all right, guys, I'll help you out. Yeah, and that phrase was, pick me. Mm -hmm. Hi, Jesse and Brittany. This is Jen from Long Beach. Um, I'm calling in to explain one of the terms that I use in my email. Um, the term pick me. So pick me basically means a person who goes against anything and everything that benefits them for the sake and emotions and well-being of their oppressor. So, for example, it would be a black person who wants white people to pick them and see them as one of the good ones and they'll say things like affirmative action is wrong and slavery doesn't exist slavery didn't exist and i've never seen racism and you know things like that basically anything kanye west has said in the past year is something that a pick me would say <laughs> and for women it's saying things like Blasey Ford was lying and toxic masculinity is amazing and I just want to get married so I'm going to say that the Gillette ad was a piece of crap because I want a strong man. I don't want a man who is weak because that's terrible. That's a woman who's a pick me. So all the women who are defending R. Kelly, they're basically being pick me's because they want to be seen as the good quote-unquote women, the ones who should be wifed or wife's meeting, get a, have, put a ring on it, get married. So they'll say and do anything to make it seem that their marriage material and they're going to be the good wife and do whatever the man wants because they really, really want to get married. It's really terrible that this is even happening because it truly just makes fighting for anything a lot harder because then you have the people who like the racists and the the misogynistic men saying well these women said this or these black people said this so it must not be true it's uh, it's just awful <laughs> but anyway um if there's anything else you wanted me to explain in your email from my email i am definitely here to be your quote-unquote correspondent i don't mind doing that at all so jesse just let me know um i do love the talk and i got nothing else to do because it's cold and raining we can hear it's that it's been raining for like four days now like two days oh los angeles <laughs> anyway thanks guys happy new year and of course Brittany is always the best part love Bye. the show Brittany's the best part Bye. Well, thank you for picking up on the fact that I didn't know what that meant <laughs> and calling to explain it. We really appreciate it. Um, I, I have to correct you and say, yeah, it has been raining for two days, um, not four days, even though it might feel like that because we are in Southern California and it never rains. Um, I know that it has been raining for a while because the ants are now living in my space. They have entered right. the home and they have moved in and the ants are here because they have been flooded of the outside and now they live inside my house. I never remember that being the case. We're totally ignoring the, the substance of the call here, but I never remember that being the case that ants freak out like, ah, we got to get inside when it rains. And that's a that's a Southern California thing. Yeah, I hear it. Everyone, it's kind of like how we always talk about what freeway we took to get to whatever destination. Yeah. Um, when it rains, people talk about ants. Stuart, what, what are these ants doing here? <laughs> that is exactly what happens. Yes. Very good. So that's good. I like uh, little glimpses into, I don't know if that's like a black culture term mm -hmm. she also applied it to to women and and, and different other uh, marginalized groups so i don't know but it's interesting For i don't sure. know that i'll ever use it i don't like to usurp you know 
there's lots of words that are used. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've 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 we have relationships with people who have, like white people who have called certain blacks token, Ooh. and that makes me real uncomfortable. Yeah, no, no. Uh, and I'm, th- they are supposed uh, progressives these types too. So yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. thank you, Jen, for the call. We appreciate it very much. Uh, she also mentioned uh, what. Oh, no, I was just I was going to try to make um, a joke that didn't reveal (laughs) the identity. But then I was like, I can't (laughs) (laughs) better stop there. We can have our secrets, too, folks. Yeah. So um, Jen did mention the Gillette ad Mm -hmm. and we got a call on it and I want to talk about it. Yes. How's it going, guys? This is Nick from Chicago. I'm calling about the Gillette ad and the backlash that it received. Uh, there's not a whole lot I can say that hasn't already been said. Uh, Jesse did a really good video about it. Thank you, sir. And uh, however, there's a couple things I want to throw out there. Uh, uh, first of all, I think that all of the media figures that are complaining about this Gillette ad should be investigated by journalists or HR departments for sexual harassment or something. Because, I mean, the ad is literally saying men are good and not defined by the harassers. And they're saying, what? What are you talking about? This is insulting. (laughs) How can you say that? I mean, because their manliness is defined by bullying, harassment, and worse. Um, And that's just what is implied. I mean, they can come up with uh, these excuses and play these games, but, uh, and, you know, and, and twist twist the words of the ad or, or just outright lie, but that's what they're saying. And also, I think that racism didn't play a, an insignificant role in the backlash because if you look at some of the comments, there are people saying things like, uh, oh, all the black men are good and all the white men are just evil. There's more propaganda about the evil white men. And uh, I think that should be addressed. Like, I mean, I guess when you look at uh, – uh, when people talk about it, they talk about like the sexism and the uh, you know like man babies or whatever. But it's I think I don't think I think they're mad about the diversity as well. Uh, I think that they're mad about what I said before. But you know they're probably not good people, and they're mad about being told to be good people. But I think that uh, racism played a role as well. And uh, yeah, I love the show. Brittany's the best part. Bye. Love the show. Brittany's the best part. Bye. Thank you, Nick, for that call. Um, I haven't heard anyone make that point, actually, about the race angle. I I haven't heard that. So that was interesting um, to hear that perspective. It was something that perplexed me uh, because I saw a lot of comments about, oh, they just hate white men. What what the fuck are you talking about? Mm -hmm. This wasn't about race at all yeah so if you haven't seen the gillette ad um you should go watch it and it's like a minute and a half i think you said yeah I mean, the whole thing's probably a minute 49 but it's like the sub the, the, the meat of it's like a minute 35 right so it's kind of highlighting the me too stuff the me too news coverage it shows a lot of men in different situations like talking over a woman at work and kind of touching her shoulder while he's doing it um an actor on tv like acting like he's gonna grab the actress's ass and everyone laughing um rough housing with boys fighting bullying all of these kinds scenes related to men behaving badly right because listen men do behave not all men but there's certainly a, a a subset of dudes who act like dickholes. That's a that's a come on. But then it also ends with men stepping in to intervene and protect the kid who's being bullied. Men uh pointedly as a and as an example to younger right. men. Right. Men boys. breaking up the fight with the younger boys, men stepping in and preventing their bro from going after a woman on the street to catcall her. Um all of these different instances where actually men step in yeah. and say, Hey, let's uh not do this. Right? Gosh, just the the fury I, I I didn't get those people on the internet are just idiots. I like being able to break that <laughs> listener a new drop. Clip. Yeah, no, no, that's that's old. That's from a, a caller one day. Oh, and I just 
I guess we could play it every time because often what we talk about is the internet stuff. But mm-hmm. people are stupid on mm-hmm. the because this was this went crazy. Yes. The, in a day, I think the video had 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 ten million views or something. I mean, it it it, it got seen. Yeah. So, uh, Nick, thanks for the call. Um, we are going to talk about. I'm going to play the ad. We're going to talk about it after the mid roll. Support for I Doubt It with Dollamore comes from generous, engaged, intelligent, and good-looking listeners like you by way of Patreon. Your support on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month helps keep the show going and move the conversation forward one podcast at a time. If you would like to join the ever-growing family of supporters, please visit patreon.com slash idoubtitwithdollamore. So we are doing another AMA, Ask Me Anything episode. We did one a few months ago, and we really loved it. It was Patreon only. We're doing it Patreon only again. So if you become a Patreon supporter for any amount per month, you will be able to get that message. You will also have access to the old um, Ask Me Anything episode, and you can listen to that one. But this just gives you an opportunity to ask us questions about things that maybe we don't talk a lot about on the show, maybe more personal-based questions about our own beliefs and ideas or life experiences, whatever it might be. And if you check your Patreon messages, you should download the Patreon app because that will uh, allow you to have access to the messages very easily. Um, Check those messages there, respond to it with your question, and we will answer all of those in an AMA episode you have until the 31st, the end of the month, to ask your question, send it in to us so you can think really long and hard and send it in right away. Long and hard, everybody. (laughs) Yes. The other way you could support the show, by the way, since we're here, is Amazon. Go to dollamore.com slash Amazon and every little bit goes a long way. When you make a purchase, you don't spend any more and they have to give a little bit of their profit to us as a because we directed you there mm-hmm. as if you wouldn't have gone there in the first place it is the best way <laughs> to get back at jeff Bezo- bozo jeff bozo yeah good times we appreciate you guys thank you very much so let's talk about this gillette thing a little bit first i want to play it and and get into what the fervor is i did a video on it yesterday but really in those videos, you kind of kind of brush over the the high points. You don't really get to get down into the the more granular level level of stuff. But also, I want to get some of your opinions on this because a woman's perspective is uh, valuable for sure. So I want to say that some of it might be lost just listening to it. Yeah, I don't know how bit. much might be lost, but um, again, if you haven't listen to it or watched it, you should definitely go watch it. And it, we're gonna play it. Definitely it. gives the broad strokes of the message though with okay. the narrator. Bullying. The Me Too the movement against sexual. It definitely gives the broad strokes of the with the narrator. Though. Bullying. The Me Too movement against sexual Is this the best a man can get? Is it? We can't hide from it. It's been going on far too long. We can't laugh it off. Who's the daddy? What I actually think she's trying to say. Making the same old excuses. Boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. But something finally changed. Allegations regarding sexual assault and sexual harassment. And there will be no going back. Because we, we believe in the best in men. Men need to hold other men accountable. Smile, sweetie. Come on. To say the right thing. To act the right way. Bro, not cool, not cool. Some already are. In ways big. Y'all men. And small. I am strong. But some is not enough. It's not how we treat each other, okay? Okay. Because the boys watching today will be the men of tomorrow. So let me 
let me first say this. I don't think Gillette is like some social engineering organization that really gives a fuck about, uh, well, let me change that. They care more about their business and their profits than they do about how men treat each other. Mm-hmm. This is clearly a marketing opportunity for them. Yeah. This is clearly strategic on their part. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've read in many places that uh, marketing experts, pre- uh, not predict, but they, they assume they're, they're, that, that what Gillette is doing is trying to market themselves more to the millennials. Mm-hmm. You know, the, because that's the up and coming generation that's going to fuel their profits. Right. So let's not give them too much credit. They also likely watched what happened with Nike yeah. in the Kaepernick ad and how successful that was and the money that Nike has made. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they thought, hey, let's do something to model their success. So I, they get a little credit because it is, it's a, a risk, a calculated risk, but it's still somewhat of a risk. Yeah, alienating men like James Woods, you know. <laughs> right, right. And Matt Walsh, which will play. Yeah, what are you going to do? But cl- listen, some of the topics that they're talking about, bullying. Mm-hmm. That's a real thing. Mm-hmm. Kids kill themselves over online bullying. Mm-hmm. That's something that they're addressing. That's a real problem. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about it. The Me Too thing. Obviously, that's a real thing that has happened masculinity or toxic masculinity real sexual harassment work workplace discrimination or mistreatment sexual assault abuse these are all real things Mm -hmm. real things that are being perpetrated on women and society and other men by men so i don't see the outrage first of all when i watched the ad i didn't before i knew there was even like controversy uh, it showed up in my YouTube trending, so I didn't even know what was going on. I didn't feel attacked. I don't think this paints all men as anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's more inspirational to me. Yeah. Um, I think the most interesting thing about all this is how it has exposed the hypocrisy within the intellectual dark web community. Yeah, for um, sure. Because they are always the ones who are talking about the outrage cycle and eh, young people are always outraged. And they've been whining about a razor commercial for three days. So and Talking about boycotts and shit. Yeah. They're like taking pictures of their razor in the toilet, which the, they then had to fish out with their hand, I'm assuming. Um, so <laughs> really great on your part. Yeah. But... I, I want to highlight one person in particular because this was fascinating to me. So God saw is Ga- that Gad sad, yeah, I think whatever. And he is, I think he's in the intellectual dark web. I don't know. He's friendly with Jordan Peterson. He's one and- of the ones that was butthurt that he wasn't included. Oh, okay. like officially included. That's a guy in the- who, in the in, in the uh, intellectual dark web, yeah. In the New York He's, Times article, yeah, where they yeah, yeah, took yeah. pictures in front of yeah, the potted yeah, yeah. plants. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, um, he really wanted a potted plant photo. Yeah, that's right. It's a bummer for him. So he is. He tweeted after this and said, "What would the men who stormed the beaches of Normandy yeah, say about Jesus. this?" And he is someone who went on the Joe Rogan podcast and was talking about height. Like how tall he is. Yeah. Well, first of all, let's say this: these are these are a group of men: Jordan Peterson, him, Dave Rubin, um, Michael Shermer, these types who really subscribe to traditional masculinity. Right. Well, you, I'm. That's why I ex- explained his tweet about yeah, storming yeah. the beaches of Normandy. He's, right. he's all about what real men are and like strong men and being the strong man who's confident and stoic yeah. and right. Yeah. Well, Joe Rogan asks him how tall he is. Joe Rogan, who's also a short guy. And he wouldn't even, he wouldn't say. Yeah. He, he would he did not like a, say. Well, I'm five foot. Right. He wouldn't say how tall he is. <laughs> right. And so this is a guy who his masculinity is so fragile that he can't even talk about his height. I mean, right. he won't even admit it. Because let, first, let's say how tall or how short or whatever your, your physical stature has nothing to do with whether you're a man or a real man or a masculine man. It, right. Zero to do with it. Right. And I hope that's clear. My, yeah. my point is that is this someone who should be like lecturing people right. on what the appropriate masculinity <laughs> is well, look, when he's not even secure enough in himself yeah. to just say how tall he is? I mean, how old is he? He has to be in his 50s. Yeah, for sure. And he hasn't even come to terms with the fact that he is shorter than average. Yeah. 
you know, and I am, I am taller than the average man. I am 5'10". And when I was younger, I felt awkward about it. I was very tall and very thin. And when I wore heels, I looked like that blow up, you know, character that's dancing in car parking lots. I was very gangly and all of that. And I felt bad about it. But you have to just come to terms eventually with what you have going on. Secure in your own skin. Yeah, it's a miserable yeah. existence to feel like, oh, I'm too this or oh, I'm, you know, whatever. You, It's at some point just for your health, yeah. your own health yeah, yeah, and yeah. benefit. You have to just come to terms with it. So this person who can't even talk about their height because they're so ashamed probably shouldn't be talking about what masculinity is or advocating their type of masculinity. Right. I, well, it seems like a common theme among that crowd. Mm-hmm. Think about all these dudes. Jordan Peterson, mm-hmm. who five foot ten, one hundred and twenty five pounds, soaking wet. N- not a not a traditionally like oh Jesus, that's a John Wayne type there. N- not, and I'm not shitting on him for his size. It's I'm using his own standard to look at him. Right, Michael Shermer. We've been around Michael Shermer. He's five foot five, maybe five foot six. He's a little guy. Um, what's another one? James Wood, another little skinny, not, um, masculine by traditional standards, man. Dave Rubin. Uh, I mean, all these guys, I I just, it's very weird if you apply their standard to them, Mm -hmm. how the shit just breaks down, which really highlights again, how that doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that what is particularly setting these people off, I don't know if it's related at all, but the American Psychological Association actually this week, in addition to the Gillette commercial, it's like bad timing that all this masculine stuff is coming out right now. But uh, the American Psychological Association issued guidelines to psychologists on um, how to work with men and boys particular needs within that community Hmm. and they begin their report by saying a lot of people probably think this is unnecessary right white men have dominated the culture they have been very successful everything is great except for hold on um they commit 90 percent of the homicides they're 77 percent of the homicide victims they are three 0.5 0.5 times more likely than women to die by suicide. Yeah. Um, their life expectancy is almost five years shorter than women's life expectancy. Like all of these things that you actually hear MRAs talk about sure, men, sure. men's rights activists. And so you would think that the APA issuing these guidelines telling psychologists, Hey, be aware of these societal things that they, by the way, related to the problem of traditional masculinity. That's sure. what they tie it to that. We socialize boys to suppress their emotions and that this isn't healthy, that we tell them that men are stoic and aggressive and all of these traits, they don't talk about their emotions and how this actually is causing them harm. And you would think that these types, Tucker Carlson, for example, would be like, yes, APA, thank you for acknowledging these stats that I'm talking about on my show. and On my MRA light news hour. Yes. And issuing guidelines to work with men and boys were always ignored, right? And you're finally highlighting. Did they freak out about it? Well, I mean... I haven't seen them praising it. Yeah, I haven't sure. seen them like happy, but they, they are mad because they're tying it to traditional masculinity and saying that the problem is traditional masculinity. And then you have this Gillette commercial, which is like just pushing the anger over the edge. Cause it's also criticizing <laughs> traditional masculinity. Yeah, yeah. But I, I don't know what's wrong with having a conversation about what masculinity is what it looks like, all the different ways in which a person can be masculine, um, and maybe how being stoic and aggressive and competitive and dominant and highlighting these as important characteristics of boys and men might not be serving men. Yeah. Why isn't that a conversation that should be had? I'm, well, it's because of fear. It's because if you you challenge it, they're they're not truly masculine because What's more masculine? What's more manly than being strong enough to look at one's flaws or vulnerabilities and applying some sense of accountability or or 
servant leadership among your own in-group to make it a better in-group. Mm-hmm. What's more manly than that mm-hmm. is seeing a problem and solving a problem. I just, I don't know. I saw a lot of very weird hot takes, especially like in the YouTube comments that are still flooding in on the video I did. Mm-hmm. Um just dick bags. Well, and I know you said you wanted my reaction to the ad and something that came up for me was we've talked about it before but you know raised by wolves but I was raised <laughs> I was raised like a boy might be raised. And when I watched that commercial, everyone is saying, "Oh, it's attacking men." And I was raised to fight. Yeah. Um I was raised to be a very dominant person. Like, that's what both my parents are, very dominant. They both are fighters, physically, Mm -hmm. um, even into adulthood, unfortunately. And I was in wrestling at a young age. My mom took me to the boxing gym. Uh, It was, like, very important that I knew how to fight. Pugilistic, your childhood. Yeah, I don't know what that word means, but I... (laughs) Sure, I'll give you that. What's pugilistic mean? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Um, so one might argue that that is masculine, a masculine experience. I don't know, but that's part of the conversation is what is masculinity? What are the different ways in which masculinity can show up in people's lives and what can it look like? And can it mean different things to different people? And are there aspects of traditional masculinity that maybe are beneficial in some ways and can we keep aspects of that and maybe throw other aspects away or you know it's about negotiating what is best and for these characters to be saying it is good to be this strong man who never cries and can't be vulnerable and can't admit how tall you are you know the these things are I I just don't imagine that that's healthy and that that serves people to... It's it's not security. Yeah. I mean, it it is insecurity, which isn't manly. I mean, you, it's not something that's healthy, right? It's not, it's not the best way to live life. And, and so I think any conversation about how can we improve people's lives? How can we make things better? um, And, and what does it look like to do that? That seems like an important conversation to have, especially for these people that are always whining about what it is like for men. Yeah, for sure. So it's just weird to not be acknowledging that this is the conversation you've been wanting to have. It. Some of the other comments I saw were uh, a lot of this is an attack on men. Men are always under attack. I, I just I don't see that. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that. Mm-hmm. How are men... Is it, uh, are men under attack or isn't it an attack to say that 99.9% of all rapes are committed by men? No, that's, that's, that's a fact and a problem. And how can we, how can we deal with that problem? How can we bring maybe not that percentage down, but the number of victims at the hands of men, how can we do better at that? That's what this commercial is addressing. I did think they didn't do that great a job in the scene. And I see the point they're getting at. They're, they're the, the two kids fighting. It's kind of hard to to have a little barbecue scene and two kids fighting on the ground and have it be like brutal where a guy needs to break it up. But if kids are skirmishing or or there's a little bit of a scuffle and they're roughhousing, that's that's the word I think I saw most is it's natural for boys to roughhouse. Like, yeah, it is. Yeah, for kids to roughhouse. Yeah, it for kids, sure is. Yeah. That's not the point they were trying to illustrate. Mm-hmm. They may have clumsily did it. Right. But it for sure is a part of growing up for boys and girls to negotiate dealing with one another. Mm-hmm. And roughhousing is part of that. Yes. You know what I mean? Conflict resolution. There's all kinds of things that kids in their little dumb kid brains have to go through the process of figuring it out. Right. And I do want to say, like, I'm not trying to co-opt that, oh, I am exactly like the demographic that they were speaking to. No, even though I was raised in that way, I was still a little blonde girl. Yeah, yeah. Right? Whereas my brother, who's older than me, 
he was raised the same way and it was worse for him because anytime he showed emotion, it was you stop crying. What are you a insert gay slur here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that all the time in my household. And for my brother, it turned into he solved every problem at school by beating people's ass. That's like what he did. And I think for men, the part of the conversation and part of what it was illustrating with that rough housing is, is this how we problem solve? Right. Is getting physical and dominating another man. Is that the best problem solving technique? Right. I understand that some physical altercation might be necessary to get people under control. Pretty rarely. Um, but when you're an adult, you go to jail. Yeah. Or people die. People can fucking die. Right. People die. You will go to jail. You will have a criminal record. Your life will be complicated by the fact that the only tool in your tool belt is dealing with things physically. So part of that conversation is how do we open up other masculine identities to not just be about being an MMA bro who beats people up whenever there's a problem? Yeah. Well, it really is the lower essence of our nature it, it, it is lizard brain caveman-esque to i'm gonna take my club or a rock and i'm gonna smash you and that is the way ultimately i get my my way right that i that i impose my will upon you because i'm faster i'm bigger i'm stronger and you will bend you will succumb to what i want because of that we we are are we not more evolved and advanced? Mm -hmm. We could use our brains to navigate these conflicts. Mm -hmm. And I think what happened is this 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 struck a nerve among men who maybe aren't quite as able to use their brains to negotiate these types of nuanced issues. Mm-hmm. Because we saw millions of men act like idiots throwing their razors in the trash. Yeah. Huh? You said something that makes me uncomfortable. I'm going to boycott. <laughs> Come on, man. In addition to highlighting the hypocrisy in the intellectual dark web, another aspect that was my favorite was along the lines of a Matt Welsh argument or Matt Walsh. Yeah, Walsh. Walsh argument where he was like, can we also send messages to women? Uh, hey, bro, have you watched commercials that are directed at women? Yeah. Are you kidding me with can women get some messages? Yeah, we're constantly being bombarded with messages about what we should be as women. That yeah, is not the just point. That, how you can make yourself look different in like there's apps that are showing up in my Facebook feed all the fucking time now for me. They're advertising <laughs> to me here. I can make your face skinnier or your waist skinnier. What in the fuck unhealthy bullshit is that rather than be happy with who you are? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to get off topic, but Ugh. Amy Schumer is really good about this, where she will constantly be tagged in photos of someone who edited her photo to make her look better. And she will comment on it and say, um, I did not ask you to do this. I don't want to be changed. I like the way that I look. Yeah. I am very happy with my appearance. Please do not do this. And then she screenshots it and puts it in her story for the millions of girls who follow her. And I think it's a really healthy thing to have celebrities who are fighting back against this yeah. very toxic culture that we have. You you mentioned Matt Walsh. And we're going really long here. We're almost at the end of the show. Uh, we'll have to figure out some kind of a, a workaround to get into the <laughs> Dollamocracy segment. But... Um, Matt Walsh was on Fox News with the the geniuses of of uh, of Fox and Friends. And Matt Walsh is a notable religious fundamentalist type character who believes like women should be barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen. And he doesn't literally yeah. say that, but I mean, basically, that's he really subscribes to traditional yes. roles. Uh, he's anti LGBTQ. Yep. He is he is pro women's oppression mm -hmm. in this modern society. And uh, one, let me give a shout out before we even play the clip that Ainsley Earhart. What about country? the majority? Okay, the so majority tired of protecting the minority. Actually, has a good take on the Gillette ad. Oh wow! I was shocked. Huh. But here is a clip of Matt Walsh being interviewed by the Ding Dongs from Fox and Friends about the Gillette ad. 
Well, some men and women alike say that they didn't like the ad and they plan to boycott the brand. Competitor uh, Dollar Shave Club responding with a tweet saying simply, Welcome to the club. Here to share his thoughts, Matt Walsh, contributor for The Daily Wire and author of The Unholy Trinity, Blocking the Left's Assault on Life, Marriage, and Gender, joins us today from the D.C. Bureau. Matt, what do you think of the ad? Well, you know, I had no idea that harassment and bullying and assault were wrong, so I'm glad that my, my shaving cream Finally. could chime in and let me know. Um, you know, I, I think it's clearly insulting for a number of reasons. Obviously, it portrays men as a bunch of, like, oafs and, and morons who just don't know how to act right. But I think the part that you showed is, is, the, is really what rubs me the wrong way, where it says that, you know, we were acting wrong, we didn't know what we were doing, and then the Me Too movement came along, and it was this sort of epiphany where we all realized, like, oh, actually, we're not supposed to assault and, and abuse women. No, you know, here's the thing. Most I didn't learn anything from the Me Too movement. I learned nothing at all because I already knew that. Okay, I wasn't. I didn't see a news report about Harvey Weinstein and say, "Oh, we're not supposed to do that." That's not how most men reacted because we already knew. Most men are just normal, decent people yeah, but a, and already know. A lot of men would think that's wrong, and some of these men that are being accused of this know that it's wrong. They just knew that they weren't going to ever get caught, and now. The whole country's talking about it. There's a Me Too movement. And this ad, in my opinion, holds men accountable and it tells them, hey, we got to be better. What's wrong with that message? Well, I, I, because number one, most men, again, don't, don't need this message. You're not going to find an advertisement like that directed at women. Like, you're not going to find an advertisement that shows women, you know, gossiping and nagging their husbands and shopping too much. And then, and then it says, well, but some women know the right way to act. And then it shows women <laughs> having this epiphany and realizing they're not supposed to do those things. Look, if there was an ad like that, I think women across the country would be insulted. Feminists would be outraged, you know, burning the product in the street and throwing it into windows, probably reacting. So so it, it's the same kind of thing. It's, it's patronizing, it's insulting, and um, it just takes a very cynical um, and downbeat view of men that I think, number one, is not justified, and number two, we get it. I mean, men are lectured right. nonstop about these things. We understand by now, so just back off and shut up and sell us your razors. Right. My thing is, if Gillette wants to sponsor something for men because it is their brand, go to PBS and do an hour documentary and educate us all, but don't try to educate us and ask us to buy your way expensive, too expensive razors. But lastly, how do you feel about people who were very critical of the Nike ad uh, endorsing Kaepernick, but yet the Nike stock went up and sales went up? Do you do you think this might be, even though uh, I agree with you, Matt, do you think this might be a good business move? No, I don't think it's a big good business move. And the difference between that and the, I didn't like the Kaepernick ad, but at least the Kaepernick ad pretended to be uplifting and all that kind of stuff. This is entirely different. You're insulting your own customers. And I just think, and, and from a marketing perspective, that's not the best move. All right. He's from the Daily Wire. Matt Walsh, we thank you very much for joining us live from D.C. Matt Walsh, yet another example of someone who is traditionally not a masculine man he may have a beard but he's according to the the definition yeah, of yeah. traditional based on that model the of john uh, wayne yes mm -hmm. um very a lot of things here one is that well what if what if uh whatever company he named did a did an ad on uh on nagging and shopping <laughs> well so are you conflating Nagging, well, one, I don't know that nagging and shopping are necessarily women characteristics. Those are my two top interests. Yeah, so let's let, let's say they are, though. Mm -hmm. Is Matt Walsh really trying to say that nagging and shopping mm -hmm. <laughs> are on par, that those are things that need to be dealt with as badly as rape, harassment, and physical violence? Because those are some of the issues that are very real that were addressed by the Gillette ad. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, you're watching too much football on Sunday. Be better. <laughs> That's not the Gillette ad. The Gillette ad was, hey, let's not harass women on the street. Mm -hmm. Let's not teach our boys that physical aggression is the way to solve problems. He's... It's a it's a terrible argument, mm -hmm. a, a, one of many coming out of Matt Walsh's face. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I I also want to, I mean, again, his argument is that women should women be getting lectured, yeah. right? And I I think 
a lot of what happens in the female community, of course, there is backstabbing and gossip yeah. and all of those things, passive aggressive behavior in the workplace, uh, whatever you want to talk about. What I see a lot of in the community of women um, that I don't see in the male community is um, a talking openly about feelings and when feelings are hurt. Yeah. And when someone is being aggressive and talking openly about those things, I also see women that are notable figures leading the charge on trying to improve the discourse. Sure. And I don't see a lot of that. What I see in the in the male community is a lot of pushback whenever this conversation comes up. He keeps saying, well, men already know these things. Well, obviously they don't because did you like see what happened during this past year where men got in trouble left and right for yeah. abusing their power well, for years. And then there was like pushback against even those men getting consequences yeah. and even women defending them. So there is this system in place that protects men, even when they behave badly. It, it is something that struck me is that he went right to me Too, the me too movement that, well, we realized I didn't, I didn't learn anything from the me too movement because I already knew you're not supposed to rape and harass. <laughs> That's not what we learned. The Me Too movement didn't teach us, oh, you're not supposed to rape? Huh? <laughs> the Me Too movement taught me uh -huh. that, oh, holy shit, rape is way more fucking prevalent than I thought. Mm -hmm. Abuse of women is way more widespread than I once believed. Mm -hmm. That's what Me Too taught me. Right. It didn't teach me not to rape, Matt Walsh, you fucking <laughs> idiot. You know? Quit trying to restructure the argument into something that it's not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And blaming the Me Too movement, blaming women who don't want to be raped and abused and objectified and mistreated anymore. Mm -hmm. Blaming them for the problems among aggressive men and shitty men is holy fuck. Holy victim blaming. You know what I mean? Batman, since we're talking about superheroes. Yeah, for sure. Bruce Wayne, he's not dead, is he? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't read up on that. Don't want to say anything that's fake news. So uh, anyway, we'd love your thoughts on this. Mm -hmm. Since this is just still, I still have more. E we have more emails and voicemails that we're going to have to not go get to until next time. Well, and we've done this before where we talk about masculinity. And I would love to hear from men on this, too. Yeah. Um, and talking about maybe even how they define masculinity and what masculinity looks like to them and where they learned masculinity, what they had to unlearn as it relates to masculinity based on their upbringing and what they encountered when they entered adulthood. These are all very interesting topics, I think. And not only are they beneficial for men, but they're beneficial for women to hear these conversations as well. I would also love to hear if you disagree. Oh, for sure. Always we want to know if you disagree. Yeah. Um... I would like to have an earnest conversation with someone who really does disagree. Mm -hmm. I'd like to have them on the show. I, I, that would be yeah. I, I, very useful, I mm -hmm. think, to really hash these kind of things out. 657-464-7609. Uh, of course, you can always email a voice memo from your smartphone to idoubtit at dollamore.com. Like I said, we do still have, I, we have a, a voicemail here from Jeremy in Kansas about the, the bar hearings, the attorney general confirmation hearings. Um, we've got some other emails, but... We, we are we're out of time. We are. So maybe we will do an additional. There's all kinds of Trump shit to cover. Yes. Giuliani's insanity. Um, Kirsten Gillibrand announced her exploratory committee on Stephen Colbert. Mm -hmm. uh, again, the, the bar confirmation hearings. Yep. So we will figure something out. We want to get to it, uh, certainly. But sometimes, because this isn't, I mean... It is a loosely scripted program. Yes. Well, we, apparently we had a lot of feelings. I always have the feelings. We had a lot of feelings. Because like, uh, unlike many men, I'm okay with having feelings. That's good. How many times have I cried? How many times have I bawled tears on this goddamn show since we have done almost, you know, 600 episodes? Yeah. A lot. I think even, so I've had to become more comfortable with crying over time yeah that is something <laughs> and talk about a, a flipped gender role thing you've always been pretty comfortable with crying yeah it seems like and i've had to like come around on that
being comfortable with that. <laughs> well, comfortable publicly doing it. Yes, comfortable publicly doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you, I've seen you. I've seen you. Oh, I cry all the time. Yeah, you're. I you're, cry you're, all the time. Which you, you didn't used to. Yeah, I didn't used to. I definitely felt emotions, but I didn't allow myself to go there for sure. Yeah. Again, stoic. Yeah, stoic. <laughs> right. Yeah. Pugilistic. Mm. <laughs> Gonna add that to my vocabulary. All right, everybody. We are gonna leave you there. We'll figure out another way, not another way, but another time to get to that other stuff. Follow us on the Facebook page. That's a good way to get announcements on what's going on. Follow us on the Twitter at I Doubt It Podcast. You can also follow Brittany and me individually on uh, on the Twitter uh, at Brittany E Page. That is right. And of course at Dollamore. Thank you for listening as often as you do. If you love what we do, if you appreciate what we do, I am inviting you to help support the show. We are a listener-driven, listener-supported outfit here. Uh, There are costs involved. We are in the process of of trying to get into a a new studio space since we are back to doing this from home. we would love to have you help us support the show. And you can do that by going to teamdollamore.com. At, no, it's not at anything. It's www.teamdollamore.com. And you can give any amount, two, three, four dollars a month. If you're Daddy Warbucks, you can even give more. We would welcome your support and appreciate it very much. We will see you next time. For Brittany Page, I am Jesse Dollamore, and this has been. I doubt it. How could you ask out here?